I, for one, um, am a huge fan of doing missionary work, which is what I call it when I post that picture of, of a Garfield in a bikini. Uh, <laughs> when someone talks about, starts saying, well, actually, racial differences in IQ are real. I'm like, my friend, you just summoned Garfield in a bikini. Yeah, those are the words you have to say. Yeah, I mean, it's like when they, yeah, when they all say, oh, well, no one on the left has a sense of humor. It's because, like, all of their interactions with the left are, like, people on the left, like, ripping the shit out of them. Yeah. And, of course, they've never heard a joke before that, wasn't like they're say, the what happens when three Jews walk into a bar? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're, you know, and you're just like saying like, oh, you know, like uh, eat my boy pussy or whatever, and then they're just like, oh, well, I don't understand. No Jews walked into any bars during that <laughs> joke. It doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, it, it didn't contain a single. It didn't contain a single fun racial accent. <laughs> no. There was there, there was there was no sort of parody of a limp-wristed homosexual. No one Googled Frank Sinatra. Like no. it's awful. The only the only racial accents people on the left do are is, is of course Italian American. <laughs> now we're also now I'm going to go into the next line where the other uh, the author does my other favorite uh, where Doyle does my other favorite conservative thing which is kind of misquote Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> we are in this position because identity politics in its current form is a collectivist ideology. It does not value an individual. Can we get the um can we get the siren ready for or the clown horn for when ML we misquote MLK <laughs> yes. in all future instances of misquoting MLK? <laughs> Just once I want them to confuse him with Martin Luther. <laughs> <laughs> uh, vandalizing church doors. Yeah. Uh, it does not value an individual for the content of his or her character. <laughs> but instead makes prejudicial assessments on the basis of race, gender, and sexuality. In the name of anti-racism, identity politics has rehabilitated racial thinking. That's right, SJWs all do phren phrenology and skull science. Fucking thinking squared right here. <laughs> this is yeah. some real the, shit. By po for, so pointing out that white people engage in racism mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. trying to do something about it, like saying that black communities are over-policed, by pointing that fact out, you're saying that like, oh, black communities haven't been able to throw off the yoke of over-policing by themselves. You're being patronizing. And you're entrenching the idea of race by identifying how racism is in mm. everything, like yeah. every part of the way that we live. The ultimate conservative counter argument which is no you actually but they, they, they also, I, mean, like, I think it, it's even dumber than that sometimes these people lose their minds when like something like black girls code exists yeah. because a, a thing that exists that specifically says hi we're trying to do something for a community they're like how dare you exclude me and it's like are you really gonna fucking go there but they do they go mm -hmm. there every single time the only place they care about anyone being excluded from is bathrooms they're oh, really, yeah. really, 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 really Into interested in, in bathroom yeah. sickos. Um, yeah. Other than that, every space should have white men in it, except <laughs> women's bathrooms. Those are sacred spaces <laughs> for, for little girls to be safe from the white men who are preying on them. Yeah. That's where they go to have all of their conversations about makeup and washing machines and what I don't <laughs> you can't have a man in there, it'll turn gay. <laughs> Because you'll realize that talking about makeup is the most fun thing ever. I know, yeah. I mean, it's a danger, isn't it? Um, when the BBC promoted a smartphone app to help women speak up in meetings, it was merely towing the standard feminist line on the intrinsic fragility of women. I mean, <laughs> fine. Like, I mean that does sound that does sound dumb, but not for the reasons they think. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds like, oh, it's, it's such a Matt Hancock solution, isn't it? <laughs> Let's have an app to solve yeah, sexism. It's like you're making me defend dumb shit like a smartphone app to like 
help women speak up in meetings by being even dumber than the app that helps women make speak up in meetings. Like that's what really pisses me off here. <laughs> we can't waste meeting time talking about makeup or washing machines. This is ridiculous. <laughs> if you go have your meeting in the ladies' room, where those topics are on limits. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's that's it's anything that aims at some kind of intervention of any kind of like of. Of, of any shitty activity mm. by pointing out that it exists and that there just are more men who tend to be more powerful in these mm. companies. It's like, oh, so you're saying women can't help themselves then? And it's like, what? No. Yeah, no. Mm. Like, we make, like, we're, the whole idea is that, like, society permits some behaviors from some people and not from others. Like, that's the entire premise of all mm. of these, like, and I think it comes down to, like, that this is a long, this is like part of a long historical trajectory of, like, the thinking or the interventions of women and people of color and queer people is seen as inherently intellectually inferior. So like when we were doing stuff around um, decolonizing the curriculum, like it was repeatedly being reported in the press or or like by commentators as being like attempts to dumb down Mm -hmm. the curriculum. So like including black and brown thinkers or like, Mm. you know, women novelists was immediately equated with like it being easier right yeah. and it's like this idea of like it, it like it just comes back to that precise racial thinking that like we must be intellectually more stupid right well, mm. we all know that um the highest form of literature is when you read the wikipedia summary of plato's <laughs> republic and then you high-mindedly quote it in your spectator column i know the highest form of literature is obviously tantan o'kong i mean that, that we know <laughs> this thinking it's like or the, the queen of these people which is jk rowling jk rowling is to the is to the left of these people actually because like Yes. They would they'd be like, what? Dumbledore was gay? You mean all those wanks I had thinking about Dumbledore were gay wanks? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. And they're all just, I don't know. Yeah, they're just like telling themselves the whole time. Like the whole thing of being like, oh, well, of course, racism is bad. But you know what's even worse than racism? Doing anything about it. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my fucking TED Talk. <laughs> Titania was an attempt to highlight the inescapable hypocrisies of this mindset. Uh, I was inspired by the brilliant work of satirist Lisa Graves, who was one half of the Twitter persona Godfrey Elwick. No one knows who these people are. I did. I did. I did a little and research. Is it God, Godfrey Elwick, a junior cabinet minister. <laughs> <laughs> Although often accused of quote punching down at vulnerable minorities, the actual target of Elwick satire was the woke establishment. Who the fuck is the woke establishment? <laughs> Theresa May, maybe the woke establishment. <laughs> yeah, the woke, you know, the woke establishment of just what most people think and pr- and try to criticize you about. That is Stalinism. <laughs> uh, and, and in fact, you know what? If um, if if not, if if um, Titania McGrath doesn't actually get her own BBC morning show, then we're going to live in the 1984 Animal Farm at that Whoa. point. <laughs> Damn. The worst animal farm of all. Um, (laughs) It was inevitable that he should be banned by Twitter for using a particular word because those in power cannot tolerate being ridiculed. Because famously, like, people in feminist student societies are those in power. Yeah, that's why. They control the economy. They control the IMF. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a lot like it's it's a lot like the sort of your standard conspiracy theories. But instead of lizards, it's just, you know, uh, the goldsmiths. But I. I, you got, you've got. If this is the Jeffrey Elwick or Godfrey, Godfrey Elwick thing, like, okay, 
if that's the tweet he got banned for. No, it's not that's not the tweet he got banned for. I believe I don't know exactly what it is because it's all been scrubbed. I have some theories. And so on the basis that Godfrey identified as a white man who identifies as a genderqueer Muslim atheist who was born right in the wrong skin, I have light skin, yet I know him in my heart I am black and act accordingly, and <laughs> that he was banned for using colorful language, I'm pretty sure I know colorful exactly language. what went down. Oh, wait. <laughs> so he was he was banned for... He, well, he must have been banned for <laughs> plagiarizing Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> exactly. Plagiarism's not okay, guys. <laughs> I, I guess... You know plagiarizing what? the work of a black woman. Exactly. You know, he's exactly. plagiarizing a word that's their word. All I can say is, I mean, I'm not from here, so maybe. <laughs> You're like, I don't go here. I don't understand. I don't go to the school. He does have a lot of feelings. Different culture, but this this just isn't fucking funny. The thing about that is, like, looking at that, the I'm a gender queer Muslim atheist. Like the idea that once again, this is two middle aged white comedians making this stuff up. Like it's just, it, it's just so painful. And I, I guess. This says so much about the people who are like aggressively retweeting this as though it's saying mm. something trenchant. Like it's just really dumb. It's also like this really sinister thing of like the idea that it's culturally beneficial to be a gender queer Muslim. Y- yeah. It's like there's literally like a really shit position to be in. You get every CEO job. Every single CEO job just falls into your lap. The only person who's standing up against the tyranny of gender queer Muslim atheists is Graham Linehan. Wow, yeah. <laughs> a trash future deep cut right there. <laughs> I, it's just—it's not really a deep cut. That's pretty all over the yeah, internet. It's also, it's, it's literally every day this week because he just won't fucking stop. Yeah, he's so cool. No, but he's that's so an Alice creepy. reference more specifically. <laughs> he's the creepiest man on the internet, which is more than Toby Young. Hayes. Yeah, I think he is. Because yeah. Toby Young mm. is just kind of like chaos, whereas Jen, like Graham mm. Linehan, is like Linehan, so. So hyper focused on one issue that it's yes. just none of his business. Yes, agreed. That it, it mm. just—it's like some—it's uh, like something else is going. Like it has like an erotic energy. Someone that, um, should do a parody me. of Graham Linehan. No, that would be that a would funny, be funny parody account. Someone do that. <laughs> oh no, Graham Linehan's already doing that. <laughs> <laughs>